Okay, so, so you're just... gonna hear a lot of thumping today because I lo- my mom sent my cats a bunch of presents. Not oh. me, my cats. Um, <laughs> of so course, the fur babies. Toys. And then she, so I lost, and by lost, I mean I accidentally left it last time I moved. Um, there, it's a little cactus shaped scratcher. Oh yeah, you told me, I remember that. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. so bummed that I forgot it in Boston. Um, so my mom sent me a new one of that. Then she also sent me spray catnip. Spray catnip? <laughs> and a bunch of jingle toys. So I tried to pick up all the jingle toys before I logged on. <laughs> there might still be some in here. I don't know. Phantom jingle in the corner. <laughs> so that's where I'm at today. <laughs> hey everyone, my name is Ellen. And my name's Alyssa. And this is the Modern Singer Podcast. How are you? Oh, What's up? I'm good. My computer died on me. Uh, I can't even, like, just a little bit ago. Oh, no. And it, I, so I bought... It has, it had lived for 10 years and three months. So that's not bad. Yeah. I had to change out the hard drive once, um, and some other things I had modified to keep it alive, but it completely died on me and I couldn't salvage it, but that's okay. Cause everything's on my external, but I bought a new computer and I have leveled. Up. I can't even tell you how much I've leveled up. Like oh my God. technology, like I feel like I just zoomed into the future. You <laughs> Technology upgrade. I zoomed so much so that I have like C ports and I I have to like borrow. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's like a so everybody's listening that like has this problem. It's like, oh yeah, it's so annoying. They're the same port. It's like the same port and plug for everything. So like you're I have two ports on the side. I don't have like an oh, HDMI. Oh, it's the MacBook thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hate it. I got a little adapter. Yep, um, I'm stealing Alex. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I'll send you the link. Mine was like fifteen dollars, but I had to have it when I did um, the online, the virtual production of Cozy because it was oh, all yeah, live. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I had to have my computer plugged in. I had to have my mic. I had to have my um, Ethernet cable. Mm-hmm. And then I had to have like two other things plugged into my computer at the same time. And I was just like, oh. I don't have that many ports. I, I don't have that many ports. ports. And then headphones. <laughs> so I'm like borrowing wild. Alex's because I'm like, I was like, I was, we were about to get ready to record. And I was like, okay, plug on my computer. Won't die on me. And I was like, shit, I don't have anything to plug my mic into. <laughs> Alex, where's your dongle? I think I'm going to go to Bookman's. I think I'm going to be cheap and see if I can get like a... A used one because the one I want is like 70 bucks. It's like, come on. I'm gonna send you the one that I got because it was like 15. <laughs> is it just one port or is it three ports? It's um, I think it's seven and oh um it yes, has like the thing for camera card memory. Card. Oh yes, what? please. Yeah, the mm, the, the chip thing. thing. Mm-hmm. The yeah, the thing. thing. The card drive. <laughs> I'm oh so my good at technology. <laughs> technology is oh. our thing technology as millennials sometimes as millennials we should know how to do technology but the older i get the more a lot of stuff not this one yeah i, I, I have a lot of skills this is not the one, one of them. <laughs> the one thing i like actually can't get used to is zoom 
like meetings, like this is good. Like me and you, but like meetings with more than two people on Zoom, I, I, mm, I talk over people. I cut in it. I mean, I just can't get used to it. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I suck at it. It's like one thing, like the skill yeah, that I can't I will say, learn. As I cut you off, um, I just got off of an all managers meeting for the yoga studio and there's over 200 locations. So there were over 200 um, people on the Zoom call. Oh my gosh. Wild. I still don't understand breakout rooms and how those work. No, um, absolutely not. But like, um, but like I was like getting into it and then I finally had something to say like 40 minutes into this 45 minute conversation. Um, and as I was saying my first sentence, the computer died. (laughs) (laughs) And never mind. (laughs) I went, Oh, bye. (laughs) I don't even remember what we do. It's been so long. What are we doing? We haven't recorded in like a hundred years three months it's a lot of months yeah okay because so i don't know our listeners probably noticed because um (laughs) editing Alyssa just stopped uploading every week um so we did switch to every other week just because um (laughs) life happened and we needed a little extra time to edit things so we need a we needed some buffer room we needed uh, we needed a lot of buffer room <laughs> we needed well we needed a lot of things <laughs> buffer room being I one of overwhelmed. them <laughs> <laughs> same girl same <laughs> oh well today we're talking about crossover which is actually something this is completely in your wheelhouse and i'm really excited yeah i i love i love crossover work um, I'm like also looking at our notes and me just going, oh, I wrote nothing for myself. I just I know, I was looking gave at that myself like- a little thing and I went, I wrote these notes it's like three <laughs> weeks ago. Oopsies. But it's good. Like you, this is something you live and breathe. And I mean, even Arizona Opera, we're doing Sound of Music next year. Oh yeah. I applied. Did you? No. Yeah. Because oh. I've done Sound of Music before. I was lazy. And this year we did a little night music. So, you know, lots of opera companies, lots of different sizes are doing legit musical theater. They're legit or belt singing. Um, A lot, a lot of different varieties, a lot of different styles. So So, much Sondheim. (laughs) So much Sondheim. Sondheim, Lloyd Webber. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of Rodgers and Hammerstein get done because it's a lot of it's very similar to operatic singing it's just i (laughs) i nerd out about this stuff because it's like one of my favorite things um is it's very similar styles of singing but because your soft palate is not lifted as high it hits different formants so opera hits um the third fourth and fifth formant which is sound waves broken down um and then musical theater singing tends to hit one and two, which is why it is designed to be amplified, whereas opera is not. So anything one and two, like maybe three amplification, totally fine. Mics, pros. Um, but like three, four, five, that's where it's like you're gonna break a, you're gonna break the speaker if you amplify that too much. Please do not mic those. <laughs> 
mean, unless you're at a big outdoor venue, there is no need to mic an opera. Um, far away mics, far away mics, like floor oh yeah, mics, like area far, mics. Yeah, right. just maybe not like facial or head mics. You know, something I close did to actually mouth. have those when I was in Boheme at Charlottesville last summer. We had oh. the little uh, forehead mics. Was that weird, or was that? It was very odd, but it was also a completely outdoor venue. There were no okay. walls. <laughs> like there was okay. like the sound nothing was to reverberate. Gone. Yeah, yeah, that makes so sense. We were that all makes mic'd, sense. and it actually um, the sound designer was stunning. They had worked with outdoor opera productions before. Um, oh, that's cool. And the cast was awesome. I that's ugh, that's nice. It's I always loved, it's I loved that show. Also, whatever way you get... I was on stage for ten minutes. I was singing 90. for five. Best gig of my life. <laughs> 90 minute bohem. Cut print. 90 minute bohem is so much better than full bohem. I don't like bohem. Like hot take. I will die on that hill. I don't like bohem. I think the story is dumb. Sometimes they're just too long. Like, can we just condense, you know, like and just the most important parts. Like a lot of Mozart is like that. Like nothing against Mozart. Love Mozart. But can we just like condense it to the main story and not have 15 side tangent stories that now mm -hmm. I'm confused and lost on. I mean, know, my ADHD relates to it though. Cause I'm like, oh, I understand. What <sighs> I <think I'm>. No, <laughs> I know. If I wrote an opera, I'd be like this way and that way. And then like, Oh shit, we got to get back. Like, oh to my God. Did you know about this thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But like, she's over here having mental breakdown about these five things that happened like four years ago. And then in this also adjoining opera, but let's get back to. And then the he's point. spiraling because he's like, thinking about what might be happening in an alternate dimension, but like, whatever. <laughs> Speaking about our ADHD crossover. <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's really good to know the differences between like legit singing versus belt singing. Um, what type of crossover you are singing and stuff like that, because that is going to come obviously into play when you're auditioning, what type of pieces you're auditioning, if you can sing that type of repertoire and stuff like that. So it is, is really, really important to know what type of pieces you're singing, how you're supposed to be singing them um, when you're auditioning. Yeah. And there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. So there's legit and there's belt and then there's contemporary, there's golden age, and then there's God knows what else. Um, other category so, well because there's like pop rock country there's jazz in musical theater it's there's a lot of different styles that the genre of musical theater covers which is really cool and it's why I like it so much because there's yeah. so many different things happening um and it's just it's so cool but with that, I mean, I kind of already talked about how the formats come into play. And then with legit versus belt, then you get into playing around with placement. It's very much in your mask. Um, for me, like, <laughs> I'm a kinetic learner or kinesthetic learner. And I'm very like, I have to feel it. So for mm -hmm. me, it legitimately feels when I'm belting, belting, there is a laser beam coming out like right yep. here um, on my top lip. Or if it's a higher note, it comes out through my zygomatic arch, through my cheekbones. It's nice to feel that, that tangibility. Tangibility? Hmm. Ooh, that's fancy a new word. words. I, I don't know if that's a real word, but it's a word to It is. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, for me, it's, you know, I like to feel that buzz in my face. I like you're it, just like giving yourself a face massage. I know. It felt good. It just, you know, it just, I'm just this is where we are today. 
<laughs> this is where we are. We're just touching our face. And you know, with more opera companies doing more of these shows, there's just more jobs in general, yeah. which is really why I personally think crossover is so important. One of my favorite th- sayings that people say it's bel canto can belto. Like if <laughs> if you can do one, you can do the other. It's just a matter of practice and placement. Like I don't understand personally why people have such like a high horse when it comes to I'm an opera singer I don't sing musical theater when musical theater honestly it tends to pay a lot more and they have longer runs which means a bigger paycheck for a longer amount of time so personally I don't see the need to diversify myself as oh I'm an opera singer oh I'm a musical theater singer I'm over here going I'm a singer what's the range you're looking for? Please hire me. I need to pay my rent. (laughs) Right. And it just gives you versatility as a performer. Also, it shows that you are willing and able to cross genres, to explore out of the box. So, you know, even if you do just a little bit of musical theater and your main thing is, is opera, it shows that maybe you would be right for a new, like a newly composed opera or something like that. Like you think out of the box, you sing out of the box and you know, there's a lot of different types of singing in opera and it's the same in musical theater so you know you might not be belting doing chest full belt and that's totally fine you might do something more crossovery r and h um something that is more like in your mask instead of your your chest and that's totally fine we're not saying you know cross over and start belting and develop all these new skills but there are a lot of translatable skills and you just kind of have to play around with rep and and tap into that just like you would in opera. Exactly. And exploring different parts of your range makes you a healthy singer. It's always your voice. It's just different ways to form your voice. Like it's different mouth shapes. It's different heights and placements. Like I'm a coloratura soprano, but I also belt. I started in musical theater when I was seven. And So technically I'm also a mezzo in those roles, but like I have that ability and it also really helped me challenge my personal range and be able to continuously grow and find new things to do. Yeah, so you're probably sitting here like, okay, I'm sold. (laughs) Or maybe you're not, but we're gonna sell you anyway. But how do you, then how do you do that? You know, the worlds are very similar, but they are pretty different. So, So how do you do that? what to expect in auditions. You aren't singing a whole aria like you would in opera. Um, you know how sometimes you have like the cabaletta and then, you know, then the aria and then maybe the aria repeats and sometimes they'll be like, oh, can you just start here? That's a lot of what musical theater does. I have sung full, full songs in a musical theater audition, but a lot of time they want you to cut it. They want you to cut to 16 or 32 bars sometimes even eight, depending on the type of audition. Um, Sometimes in like Disney auditions or cattle calls when there's a lot of people auditioning for the same type of role, um, they'll put on audition notice and like whoever shows up kind of gets put on that list. It's like real short, real, real snippets. I just want to hear a little bit. I'm going to know right away kind of thing. So you want to make sure that you're cutting that 1632 or even eight bars um, where they want you to. So do some research on that. But then also what shows off your voice the best is kind of 
what range you want to cut into? I'm in the thick of it here in New York. I do musical theater auditions. I've done some live musical theater auditions, which has been super, super fun in person at Ripley Greer at, um, oh gosh, where else did I do one? Uh, I think one was at Pearl, which was weird. Um, but I've never sung a full piece. They have been asking for 16 bar cuts. They are much shorter. They are much more casual as well. Um, I get to like chit chat with people and be like, Hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. What do you do? And then, um, inevitably if they actually read my resume, because at the very bottom it says, uh, convincing cat sounds. <laughs> if you ever put a special skill on your resume that you can do with the drop of a hat, they will ask you to do it sometimes. So make sure you can do it, which I can. Oh my God. Uh, have you done it in audition? Have, yep. have we? Yes, I have. Oh I have meowed at people <laughs> next to a piano and they were very excited. <laughs> but like, those are the calls that Gosh. I get where people are like, I'm okay being weird. I love playing the comedic relief character. That's like, what I do. Um, but going back to auditions, usually they won't ask for a second piece the day of your audition. If they want to hear more, if they want to hear something longer, they'll end up giving you a callback for sometimes the next day, sometimes a couple hours later. But just remember when you're making these cuts, a 16 bar, mine usually end up being like either 15 or 17, uh, just with like cadences of music and stuff. But a 16 bar should be about 30 seconds of music and a 32 bar should be about a minute of music and absolutely no more. So with that, if you know that you've got a really fast, snappy song, sometimes you can sneak in a couple extra measures and no one's going to be the wiser. But just make sure that you're really paying attention to what you're putting in front of the pianist because typically the pianist is also the music director and you want to make sure that you're making a really good impression. So make sure that everything is marked super clearly and make sure that you go with your best foot forward. That is really important because you wanna, you know, you wanna look professional and you wanna put your best foot forward. And you also don't wanna look like the opera singer in the musical theater room, which Very I have done <clears throat> many <that>. a times. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've done that quite a few times. So yeah, my last it's few not auditions a... <laughs> I legitimately went to in jeans. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah. sneakers, and I was very Mine... comfortable. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my first legit musical theater audition, um, I wore my standard opera dress that went to my knees and I was oh. the only one in heels. And I did sing a piece from the show. I had two pieces and I did sing two. I, it's, a lot of times they only let you sing one and it is a little, it feels a little weird. Like, oh, they didn't like me because that typically not always, but typically if they don't want to hear a second piece in an opera audition, they don't, they either, you either showed off your, your stuff, you know, you put your, your goods, your high notes all in your first piece, or maybe they're just not that interested in a musical theater audition. It's, it's very common to not hear a second piece. Like you said, mm -hmm. and I was like, it was very taken, taken back by that. So don't let that throw you off. But then secondly, <laughs> I was auditioning for Carousel and I had two pieces from Carousel. Cause I was like, duh. Yeah. I've Ellie. performed in that show. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, yes, I performed in that show. I seen the crap, those pieces. <laughs> and they knew also by my resume, but they knew that I was the opera singer in the musical theater room. So, you know, don't make that mistake. Um, also about attire, you know, like I said, don't, don't wear your standard opera gear, you know, however cute you look in that, make sure you're comfortable, 
something more casual instead of, you know, your typical pearls and your little short audition heels. Um, but also let it show off your personality. Just like an opera, they're casting you as your personality in, in this, in this role. And so make sure that comes through and, um, it's casual and, and comfortable. Something I really like about attire for musical theater auditions is how much you can change it to reflect who you are, but also reflect the characters you're auditioning mm -hmm. for. Like if I know that I'm auditioning for Beauty and the Beast, first of all, I'm never going for Belle. That is a mezzo role. It's really low. <laughs> if I get cast as Belle, great. I would much rather do something else in that show. Um, like I love the show. It's gorgeous. It's lovely. Belle is solo. <laughs> She's one of the mezzo princesses and I love it for mezzos. Um, but really making sure like there was one show where I was going in for Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors. So I wore this cute little crop, uh, black tank top and a leopard print skirt and like cute little boots. And it's kind of like, oh gosh, what's it called when you go to Disneyland and you like mildly dress like a character, but you're not like in a costume. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that. Oh, I don't Brandon's know the gonna name, get yeah. so mad at me. She tells me like literally every <laughs> She's two She's screaming at you right now. <laughs> Brennan, drop it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> but it also shows that you know the show. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it shows that you cared, you did your research in a very subtle way also. So, I, you know, I think that's really cool. It's something that doesn't always shine through in an opera audition, but it can definitely shine through in a, in a crossover musical theater audition. And then there's the dance calls. Oh, uh, Lord. So That's... for female identifying actors and performers, heels are now almost always necessary. It depends on the show, but break out your heels, get some blister tape, make sure that your dance shoes are broken in because you're going to need them. Make sure that you're wearing clothes that you can move and feel confident presenting yourself in. Uh, I like to do tights, a leotard with a very compressive sports bra. Um, my dance shoes, sometimes I'll wear like a cute little sock for like learning the dance and then I'll take my socks off for the actual audition. That's a good uh, idea. I thought about that. Because I get blisters so bad for my Yes, yeah. that's a really good idea. Yeah. Oh man. I think I like mildly think I got the wrong size, but like, here we are. <laughs> too late now. Oh, it's far too late for that. I spent so much money. I saved up for my Leducas. I own one pair. I saved up for them for eight months. Oh my gosh. They're expensive, man. You know, and then gotta... the world shut down three weeks later. I was so mad. <laughs> like, no, but I just, I just bought these. Sweet. I know. I'm like, no, dang it. Bring it back. Um, and then I like to bring some makeup for touch-ups and the like, because we all get really sweaty in those dance calls. My standard mini makeup kit bag is a concealer, a compact mascara, eyelash glue, lipstick, and a hairbrush. I also usually toss in some dry shampoo, um, which also just like lives in my bag because I'm a yoga teacher and my hair gets really greasy really fast. Um, something else to remember. Thank you, Forte, for your input. <laughs> <laughs> something else to remember. Please wear deodorant. Oh, it's, yes. There's too many bodies in those rooms to not wear deodorant, casting does notice, and you don't want that to be the reason that you don't get a callback. They're always observing you when you're in the room, even when you're just learning the combo. You don't have to be consistently on, 
but you do need to be actively listening, actively participating with the choreographer or dance captain, and just make sure that even if you're marking through your dance, you're still doing it in a purposeful way. Like, it, don't mark out the first like time they're teaching it to you. But if you're going over and over and over and over on something and you want to mark it because there's this big high kick that you're like, cool, I'm going to rip my hamstring. We're going to mark that for a minute. <laughs> totally fine. But make sure that you're actively participating with them because these are the people they're trying to see if you can work together, basically. And everyone in that room tends to have a say with casting. Yeah. And it's, it is a little different. Because in an opera audition, you have your, what, seven minutes? You're on those seven minutes or in the hallway or something like that. And then you're done. Then you get to leave and you go home and, you know, have a glass of wine or whatever you do to In a musical theater audition, you have your initial. And then if you get a callback, you have your callback. And then if you get participate in the dance call, you have that as well, which is obviously a lot longer than the first two. So you really have a lot more time that you kind of need to be paying attention, be on, um, more time to to impress the the people who are ultimately going to give you the so definitely something to pay attention to and it's just a really great way to start getting to know each other too because even if you don't get cast now these are the same producers these are the same music directors casting call or casting directors um all of these people put on so many shows these are the people that you have to start making connections with and you have to start making a very good impression on. Oh, an another just major benefit, one of my favorites, about musical theater auditions is you don't really pay to apply, which is amazing. Any other job, you're not really paying to apply. I'm not paying exactly. to apply to work it's, at the mall or anything like that. It's the one thing I hate about opera companies is people who charge to just apply. Like I understand paying for a pianist at your audition. That's totally fine with me. Even though low-key musical theater people, they pay their pianists for you so that you don't have to. Right. Um, because they are trying to cast their show. That is their job. So they are paying the pianist. Um, I, <laughs> that is a soapbox for a different day. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's my favorite thing about musical theater auditions is knowing that you're not paying just to apply for a job. Right, you're not paying an application fee. However, if you do want an account on like Backstage, actor, Actors Access, Playbill, Broadway World, stuff like that where they do list auditions, there will be a fee associated, but that's for the account to have ease of finding auditions. You're not actually paying the company to apply for that audition. So it's just, it's another just kind of added benefit on why, you know, we all should be looking into musical theater or crossover stuff like that. Cause there really are a lot of gigs out there that you can sing that don't cost you any money to apply. You just, you know, record a couple musical theater pieces and kind of distribute out and you never know, you could, you could get a few gigs and life could just be a little bit easier, you know, money-wise. Yeah. So. My favorite part about backstage and actors access, all I had to do after, like, once you buy the full year, um, cause they do yearly subscriptions, just like Yacht Tracker mm -hmm. does. And once I booked one gig, it paid for the membership and more, um, which was really great. And we're going to list a couple of discount codes. So if you want to support us here at the podcast, we do have discount codes for your first year at backstage. Something else to note, which isn't always the most fun thing to remember, is cattle calls. Cattle calls are open calls to absolutely anyone everywhere. 
and there is no sign up ahead of time. Sometimes if you are equity or you're um, working your EMC equity member consideration, I believe is what that stands for, uh, then you can jump to the top of the line if it's an equity production. Uh, but then if you're not equity like myself, if you are at that cattle call, it is first come first served. And sometimes they might not even have time to hear you. It depends on how many equity people get in. It depends on how many people were in front of you. Sometimes you have to be in that line at 6 a.m. And honestly, for me, I hate cattle calls. That's not my game. Yeah, definitely take a look at the audition listing and, and see if you actually can book a time or if it is a cattle call because sometimes you may want to participate in that cattle call. You have the entire day off and that's something you want to do. Other times you have, you know, three gigs, you have rehearsal, you have your day job, you have, you know, dinner with your mom or whatever, and that's just not a good time commitment for you. So just definitely take a look at that. And also just remember that booking live auditions can be hard to do, especially when you're trying to break into a new type of singing. It is very, very similar, like we said, but it's a completely different world also, completely different people. You don't have those same connections always. And so, so just don't discourage. It's a little bit harder to break into those. It's a little bit harder just to the different types of things that you're doing. Um, give yourself some grace there because it is, although related, a very, very different field. Are you looking for workbooks and worksheets to help advance your career? From our branding workshop to our 90-day goal-slaying planner and our Learn Your Music the Right Way workshop, the Modern Singer Shop has everything you need to take your career to the next level. And don't forget about our merch to show off your love for opera. From sweatshirts to mugs, stickers to tees and tanks, there are so many ways to show the world that you're a singer and you're proud of it. We have so many different singer-specific lines, there's something there for everyone. My favorite is our Toy 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 line. I have our crew neck sweatshirt in that crisp white. The other day I was at the farmer's market and a lady asked me about it and I got to teach her what Toy 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 meant. It's so fun and such a great way to rep opera and even teach people a little bit about it. I absolutely love getting to design these for everyone. I always get all sorts of different ideas from other singers and things that they wanna show off and rep and it's just my favorite thing and a really great conversation starter for me. Shop today at www.modern-singer.com. That's modern-singer.com. Get your new favorites today. Let's chat a bit about what to be singing in your auditions. So breaking down a musical theater audition book is a little bit different than an opera book. So you don't have to worry about languages. You don't have to worry about length, but you should have eight pieces, give or take, in your musical theater audition book. Those eight break down to contemporary, golden age, a belt piece if you have it, legit, which is different than classical singing, a pop rock piece, a country piece, a Disney piece, and something that shows off your fireworks. Sometimes there's a little bit of overlap, but typically you want at least eight pieces in your audition book so that if they want something else, they have plenty of things to pick from so that they can pick the genre because I have legitimately gone into an audition and I said what I was going to sing and they went, oh, do you have anything else? Because they had heard it 50 times that day and they didn't want to hear it again. And I went, yeah, what do you want? And they said, mm, do you, oh God, this was the audition where they were like, do you sing Elsa? And I went, yeah, but I don't have it with me. 
<laughs> There's your Disney, you know, you got to have it in your back pocket. Yeah. My current Disney is Anastasia. Um, and then I'm working on bringing Mary Poppins into it, but they really wanted me to sing Elsa from Frozen. And I went, I do not have that music on me and I'm not belting an E sharp right now. Like, <laughs> come on. So, so for the so for listening, not know categories can you give a few show examples for, or t- music, musical pieces, songs for each of these categories. Yeah. So for contemporary, it would basically be anything written 19, I think it's 1990 onwards. So we've got Next to Normal, which is wonderful. Something else I assign from a lot from my personal students. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen is contemporary. Basically think of anything you've seen on the Tonys, Town, anything that's currently on Broadway, except for, I think, Phantom, honestly, right now. Um, Golden Age is anything written, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember the years. I think it's I think it's like, it's like 1950. I think it's 1950, 1960s. Uh huh. I think so too. Um, but think Rogers and Hammerstein, uh, Stein, whatever the heck, however you say it, I switch back and forth. Um, <laughs> Rogers and Hammerstein, um, all sorts of things that were written around then. So Carousel, you've mm-hmm. got, why am I blanking? I'm literally I know, I'm thinking a musical of... theater coach. <laughs> I coach Sound of music. all the time. Sound of Sound music. Of music. Um, Learner and Low, all of those fun things. Uh, Kiss Me Kate is a great one. So then belt, if you have it, would be anything, literally anything that's belt. So again, that can be contemporary, that can be golden age. Um, me personally, I like having a belt and a legit piece. So the more like the higher height in your mouth, higher height. The higher height in your mouth. Every, you know, I, we can all relate to the wrong. higher height. No. <laughs> Everyone but knows. <laughs> for me personally, I like having a contemporary belt and a contemporary legit and a golden age belt and a golden age legit just to show that I can do all of them. Um, and that le- that legit is like a cr- like crossover in, in yeah, your- Yeah, so like light in the piazza. Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfect. And then, so pop rock would be basically your top 40s, anything that's on the radio. I think mine right now is a Paramore song. Oh. Um, and then- I think I have um, Domino by Jesse J. There you go. It was in my book for a little while. That was a good one. And then a country piece they typically like to hear, especially for like musicals like Come From Away. Uh, again, this comes from anything on the radio that you want to bring in. I think mine is, oh, I don't even know what it is, but I sang it at a wedding one time and I liked it, so I kept it. Um, and then everyone Go sing karaoke. <laughs> Go sing karaoke, find your niche in some of these, you know, pop country. (laughs) Try it out at karaoke, honestly. Why not? Um, And then everyone really wants you to have a Disney piece right now just because so many companies are doing Disney pieces. So like I said, I use Anastasia. There's Aladdin. There's Lion King. um, Frozen. Just make sure that if you are doing one of these pieces, you are ethnically appropriate, especially for things like Aladdin and Lion King. Um, so yeah, that's really important. Yeah. And something else that's super important to remember about your book is these are all, these should all be roles that you could get cast for and sing right now. Like if you cannot sing that role, it should not be in your book. Yeah. They're not, it's not like opera. They're not trying to look five years in the future. Like opera is, they're not trying to cast understudies. They are trying to cast a show. They want what you can sing now. They don't want what you can maybe sing in five years. And also, it, it's also important to note that, you know, the role that you're singing for an opera 
that you're appropriate for an opera kind of differs on the size of the stage and the theater also and the people around you whereas musical theater you're mic'd so if you have to sing for what you you have to audition for what you can sing now it's not a little bit of a give and take kind of like opera it's not what you can do in five years it's it's more right right the second what you can sing yeah and then the last one, just to give examples for something that shows off your fireworks to having your book. And if you don't have a piece like this, that is totally fine. I personally use the Girl in 14G because it shows belt, jazz, and some operatic singing in there. So if you have maybe like a contemporary opera piece that is not going to kill your pianist, maybe that's something that you bring in there. But if you've got high notes, if you've got a belt that you want to show off, if you can do something funny, like funny voices like Beetlejuice, that's that's where that goes yeah just keep these genres in mind when you are picking your pieces maybe like Alyssa said maybe one piece covers a few of these genres or a few of these things that you want to show off um this is just kind of a, a laundry list of what they're looking for when you bring your book into the room pick the piece that shows you off for the role or show that you're being called in for. They don't care if you can sing a high C if you're auditioning for a belter who never has to leave the staff. They need to know that you can sing the role that they're trying to fill. They're not looking for any frills. They're looking to see if you are the answer to their prayers so that they can cast their show. Can I make this any more clear? <laughs> don't learn the hard way like Ellen yet again in this scenario. I can't remember what I was I can't remember what I was auditioning for, but it was like legit musical theater for a legit musical theater company. And <laughs> we went in, it was a callback and we went in, they wanted you to sing this like lick from, from one of the pieces. And I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it down. Like I didn't have the music in front of me. I couldn't get this little like frilly part or whatever. So what I did is I just popped up to, a high, I did the part I knew and then I popped up to a high C and then I came back down and I, I killed it. I sounded great. I mean, like, you know, patting myself on the back, but I was like, Yes, I sound excellent. <laughs> they hated it. They hated it. I was in a room yep, yes, full of did. other people. <laughs> oh, yeah, they hate it. And they, I was in a room for other people. And this, this other person went up auditioning for the same thing. And they, they couldn't get it either. And, and I remember plain as day, the, the panel or whatever, the people were, were listening to us was like, we don't care. We don't care if you're singing high C, like we don't care if you, you know, this, we want you to sing it correctly. Like you're fine. You got this like to the person who couldn't get it. And I was like, Oh no, yep, that's me. That's me. That's yeah. Oh, total <laughs> call out. So don't be like me. Just try, even if you don't get it, just try to do it exactly how it is. If you don't get it, that's fine. You tried. Don't try to show off your high C or you're this or that, or I'm an opera singer, so look at this this thing. Uh-uh. No, they don't want to hear it. Learn from my mistakes. Don't go in and do it. It's It can be a little bit different when they're casting a whole season or if they're doing a casting call for they're trying to pick their season. That is when you have a little bit more leeway and you can just show off all of your frills and high notes, but still make sure that you're following these general guidelines to make sure that you're still showing off yourself the best. Um, do your research to see what kind of shows they typically put on. And there you go. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> there you go. My brain hurts. No, I know. I'm sorry. So if you're starting from ground zero, where to start? Look up some singers that you feel you sing similarly to and see what rep they're using. Other options for finding new rep is to search legit or belt along with other keywords like contemporary or golden age for 
insert your voice type here, tenor, contralto, bass. There are tons of lists out there, tons and tons. One of my favorite blogs to find new rep for myself and for my students is Actor Aesthetic. And I'm gonna link her in the show notes because I think that she is an amazing resource. If you are looking for specific recommendations, ask a coach, find a musical theater coach. And if you don't know where else to go, I do build out people's books for them regularly. I've been doing it for five years. And it's something that I find a lot of joy in in helping other people find music that they love. So you can always contact me and we can chit chat about it. Yeah. And post in the comments. You know, we have a great group of people here. Ask questions in the comments, see what other, you know, what other resources people are using. Um, Use the modern singer resource that we have. So we have such a big community and we love getting to watch all of you work together to find new things. And Honestly, this week, I would love to see a bunch of people just like post what their book is. That sounds like so much fun. I will post what my book is. I'm going to post it on my stories the day this comes out. And I am going to uh, share it on my Instagram stories and tag Modern Singer. And we're going to share everyone's, everyone's book. So for me, I have a cover page. So I'll snap a picture and I'll post it. Yes, I want to see it. I'm really excited to see what other people... It's, it's fun because... I love finding you, new music that way too. Yeah. You know, you're more into the musical theater world than, than I am. And so, you know, I, I know a lot about musical theater. I have auditioned for legit musical theater, but it, it's, it's not the world that I live in as much as you do. So it is really nice just to kind of see what other people are doing. What are their opera singer, like people who still identify as an opera singer are singing and stuff like that. So it's, it's really great. Yeah. Let's see what, let's see what people post. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for listening. Are you interested in growing your singing career but not sure where to start? Sign up for our newsletter to gain access to all of our freebies. Ellen and I want to make sure that we can keep getting new information out to the singing community, but to do that, we need your help. If you want to help keep Modern Singer going, we would love the support. Even a dollar would help. You can donate to us on PayPal and through the drop a tip link on all of our platforms. Looking for the resources we mentioned today? Everything is linked in the show notes below. And if you want to show off your singer pride, check out our merch at modern-singer.com. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Your little thank you for being here today, and thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh yes. Damn it, fortissimo! Get down. Hold on. Cat's on my desk. That's what I thought. Bitch. Love you. It's like you stand up. He's like, oh. Well, beyond all your scores. Okay. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> Don't spill your coffee on all your scores. Score, 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 score. Fortissimo, can you calm down? He says no. He did say no. <laughs> he said no, mom. Grandma gave me yeah, a spray cat. Do not jump on my sheets. They are wet. And I just got all of the cat hair off of them. If you. God, what are my neighbors doing? <laughs> it's Saturday. We're can you partying. Hear the you know? children in my... <laughs> no, I can't. Oh. I can hear them now. I live next door to a middle school. To a middle school? Like an actual middle school? Or it's an elementary school. It's a Catholic elementary school. And my bedroom I didn't know looks that. out over their playground. Oh, uh, no, I didn't know that. really annoying. <laughs> Five days a week. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um.
there are also kids who live in my building. They did something. <laughs> oh my God, I can hear that. That's so good. As well as, what was my thought? Mm. I don't know, just kind of, just do, okay. just do the do, do the needful. <laughs> Cut that I out. Need- <laughs>